Welcome back, everyone. Misty and I are still down to keep talking, and we are definitely thankful for your presence with us as we chatter. Misty, I just want to say how thankful I am for your presence, and I have really been looking forward to this conversation for quite a while. There was a time that I heard you speak actually recently at a songwriting workshop put on by the Family Room, and Family Room, of course, is the music collective you and your husband, Sean, have started, which is really a cool thing, and... If I get this wrong, definitely correct me, but I believe you started it to ignite and foster a love for music making and songwriting and sharing those things, particularly within our church family. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Yay. (laughs) And anyway, I was so delighted to hear your thoughts there um, at that workshop and some of your story. And I'm familiar with a lot of your songs by now, but I know they come from a very real place and a very real person. You and at that workshop, you kind of shared some of that. So I'm looking forward to learning more about you today. And then through that, even just your songs, as I listen to them, they carry a lot more meaning to me. So anyway, I did want to say when I think of you, Misty, I think of someone who loves faithfully. Uh, I think of flowing mercy. I think of flexibility and patience, of quiet love, and I think of the way that you give gifts, and you give thoughtfully, and you definitely give selflessly. Often, where others would draw a line, I feel like you don't see a line, and I praise God for who you are in this body of believers, and I love you very much. Love you too. And so, games. Just to prepare you, oh, I am yeah. I am not great at games, but I will do my best. <laughs> well, then I, th- I I have a hard time thinking fast, but okay, I had caffeine, so maybe that'll help. Well, good <laughs> thing that I named this game Old Timer. No, wait, that's the second game. <laughs> Old Timer sounds about right <laughs> about my pace. <laughs> okay, we'll do well. No, I'll do the other one first. You okay, can do whatever you like. <laughs> so this I'm game along. is called Complete Me. So all you're gonna do is fill in the blank. Okay, so my favorite kind of ice cream is chocolate. One of my nicknames is... I don't think I have a nickname. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I have had... Actually, somebody does call me something, but not to me. It's just to their their (laughs) their spouse. (laughs) Um, But I can't remember what it was. Um, What do your kids call you? Just mom. Mom. Okay. My personal style is... Dressy casual casual yeah definitely i guess yeah my favorite word in another language is (laughs) chow (laughs) (laughs) okay my lazy go-to dinner is canned cinnamon rolls like breakfast kind of stuff if Uh, i could travel to hmm, tomorrow i would uh texas the season i like best is spring I can never pronounce a lot of things. <laughs> I know. I was like this. I, a whole lot of things. Same. My husband can tell you that. <laughs> a four letter word that starts with B is bunk. <laughs> My favorite kind of chocolate is any kind. I could eat this every day. Mexican. If I could sew this, I would. Probably just dresses in general. Uh, My favorite board game is. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I don't play a lot of board games. But the one growing up that I loved was Sorry. Oh, Sorry. Uh, I always laugh when my husband tells jokes. The way to my heart is doing some of my daily chores. <laughs> <laughs> if I had another pet, it would be? Oh, none. <laughs> How many I, I do have, you have, Misty? Um, we have one dog. We have seven chickens. And we have five ducks. No, six ducks. And there's something I feel like, isn't there some reptile somewhere? 
we used to have reptiles. Okay. And thankfully they are gone. Oh. <laughs> so it was just, it's, it was a lot. It was, it was Rest a lot. in peace. Yeah. Uh, my favorite kind of night out is? Mm, at home. If I, I, oh. <laughs> that's not really not <laughs> No, I was like, wait, you didn't but answer that. <laughs> if, if, so like, if Sean and I were like on a date, mm-hmm. if we just could just relax at home, mm-hmm. like kid free, that's nice. Cause yeah. I don't get to do that very often. So. Makes sense. If I could go backpacking somewhere, it would be. Uh, in Gatlinburg. My favorite accessory is? Earrings. <laughs> my favorite holiday is? Oh, I love them all. Uh, Easter is my favorite. Uh, the school subject that I think should disappear is? Uh, growing up, it would have been English. <laughs> yeah. My favorite corner of my home is? I spend a lot of time in our music room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, although other, like, it's it's a real, cl- my kitchen and the music room are very close. You put uh, one foot to, in each. <laughs> you, you could, just, actually. You praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put something on the stove, and then I will literally, if I know I have time and I'm mm-hmm. just waiting for something, I'll go in the music room and just do piddle around in there. Yeah. And then I'll go back into the kitchen. <laughs> How perfect is that? All right. So now, old timer, <laughs> you get five <laughs> minutes to answer me questions. And I'm on dingya. I got to turn them around. I'm like, where are my questions? Okay, here we go, Misty. What are you reading? Disciplines of a Godly Woman. What is your favorite soup? Corn chowder. What is something you are passionate about? Jesus, I guess. (laughs) Oh, if I ran into you at a restaurant, where would I find you? I mean, probably at a Mexican restaurant. Any, any in particular? Taco oh, Bell. Oh, we love, um, we love uh, Pepe's. You just ignored me. I said Taco, oh, Taco Bell. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, nope. I don't go there because Sean doesn't like it. I so I literally totally I haven't been teasing. to Taco Bell in like since we've been married. Probably. Yeah, I'm so kidding. Two musicians on your playlist: Andrew Sanga and Rivers and Robots. If you were going going to write a book, what would it be about? It would be uh, about faithfulness being passed down. Like through, like observing, I guess. Hmm. Um, I'm going to be writing a cookbook about Mm -hmm. stories Mm -hmm. of the faithfulness being like passed down in just everyday things uh, through our our families. But that's awesome. I don't know when that's going to happen. I'm like starting on. Do you need a designer or do you know how to do that? I probably would do need a designer. Yes. Okay. Pray for that. Is there a lie of the enemy you tend to believe? I guess um, it has a lot to do with loneliness that. I don't really have friends. Yeah. Yeah. What book do you want more people to read? The Bible would be good. (laughs) (laughs) What was your AOL screening? I didn't have one. Okay. Well, that was uh, technology was not a huge thing in our house. Okay. Um, And so I was like behind on it a lot, especially when I went to college. I was learning a whole lot of new things. Okay. If you had 10 times your budget, what would you spend it on? Mm, I don't know. I know like when we did have more in our budget, it was mm-hmm. spent a lot towards making music and making it available mm. for other people to join us yeah. in that. I could see that. So part of that and yeah. Music. <laughs> music Is there yeah. something people typically don't know about you? I guess maybe that I'm not as patient as I s- may seem. Okay. <laughs> That's a struggle. What is the last skill you learned? The last skill, I just started trying to learn to watercolor. Oh, so what's your muse? I would say a lot of flowers. Okay. Yeah. Do you find the match for socks? Um, yes, I do. Is there any human that has changed the course of your life? Uh, my husband. Do you have any home edit projects? Yeah, we're still working on our kitchen, actually, because okay. there was a lot of, uh, well, like when we changed, when we put the new ovens in, there mm-hmm. was 
definitely a lot of like some wall damage. <laughs> so so uh, I, there's I wanted I bought some stencils to do like a pretty. I did not notice, and I was just there. And I love those new shelves you put up with oh, the yeah. cake stands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Very lovely. If you could become an expert in something, what would it be? Goodness, I wish it could be parenting and how to be a good wife. <laughs> yeah. Do you journal? I do not journal like I wish. I have a lot of gaps in time mm-hmm. in my journals. Yeah. That counts. Okay. What is your top vacation this year? I don't think we're going to go on one, but if we do, it will probably be camping. Well, you are going to oh, uh, yes. Ricky and Audrey. We Lewis. are. Absolutely. <laughs> See you there. <laughs> West Virginia. Do you have a favorite recent memory? Recently, Sean and the boys went camping with our community group leader, Alex Melby, and I got to have a girls weekend with my my girls. And I literally, I have a hard time setting aside things that need to be done at home Mm -hmm. if I'm home. But I felt like God just helped me to just lay it down. And I spent time building house from Hobby Lobby that my girls (laughs) went to get that took way too long. Yeah, (laughs) And just the things that I don't normally get to do with them mm-hmm. and just you know just not do laundry we didn't cook we ate out or, oh or we goodness. had like we had like yogurt for breakfast and then would eat out the other meals yeah and just enjoyed each other that's that was really fun that's sweet what is a place in scripture that is encouraging to you the first chapter in john i love how it talks about jesus is the light and he cast out the darkness mm-hmm. and just that that visual of what he is doing in my life is just casting out the darkness and helping us to taste and see that he is good. I feel like it just all comes full circle. And yeah, that's my favorite. All right. Do you collect anything? Probably way too many kitchen things. (laughs) (laughs) What is a tradition that you observe in your household? I, I will, for the past years, we would go to Behold the Lamb every Christmas. Oh, yeah. Or like right around Christmas time. It's, I guess actually usually on or around Sean's birthday. His birthday is on December 16th. Okay. That's the concert that Andrew Peterson okay. um, puts right. on. And it talks about like from, you know, like goes all the way through scripture, creation through. That's awesome. Um, the end. So I went to that with Sean, but not with him. Like mm-hmm. it was like a a trip uh, some people put together at Mount Pleasant. Mm-hmm. And then we just like continued it on and we've been every year except for like the past few years they haven't come to richmond and it's been so sad oh man <laughs> um so that's been a tradition and my kids have loved going oh, to that too special. and finally what is your go-to breakfast my go-to breakfast i don't normally eat breakfast but my kids like pancakes mm. as one of their favorite things awesome so, good job <laughs> You're good like, job okay she's <laughs> wiping her brow everybody <laughs> are you ready to dig into your garden sure all right let's do it so what neighborhood are you in right now and how long have you been there right now we're in the fernbrook neighborhood of north chesterfield been there for i guess um a year and a half now so we moved from the Churchill area yeah uh, from about a year and a half ago so does it feel like home it does yeah who's in your household my husband Sean and we have four kids Cademan is our oldest he's 12 and our twins Tempe and Elias are 11 and Naomi is five and just to review how long have you been coming to Remnant we have been coming to Remnant since it all started 
at Mount Pleasant, I guess, early days, I guess. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure when they started talking about it, but mm-hmm. we were definitely in for it in 2009. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. Planning. So, Misty, these are your desires and dreams, and you had joy all over the place <laughs> in these in this section. Yes. <laughs> um, I feel like, yes, I think it's something that I've been working on for a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, I've come to think that's just the way life is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, you know, we're not, we're not perfected in this world. It's not like we get something and we can, or at least this is a long time struggle for mm-hmm. me, or it has been, finding joy. And for a long time, I thought it was like, the struggle of homeschooling being really difficult brought about a lot of depression and anxiety over that. And I was praying for finding joy in homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And then I was just, uh, then I was like, what am I praying for? Like, what does that look like finding joy in, in that? Like, am I supposed to be super bubbly and happy like Mary Poppins or, but it was actually just finding joy in my salvation. And God giving me a willing spirit, praying for God to give me a willing spirit in whatever he has called me to do and to be faithful in. Yeah. My interest was piqued when you jotted what you jotted in this section under planning. What words specifically made you tie this joy? Was it the planning or was it the desire word or the dream word? I think planning, it just reminded me of discipline and not that joy is like a fake uh, thing that has to be like drummed up. Mm-hmm. But being disciplined in being faithful in what God has done because and what God has called me to do, he says they're good things. And so like that leading to trusting him and therefore leading to joy and and just being willing to do whatever he says, because I know what he says for me to do is good. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about first steps that get you when you when you're saying planning, like, yeah, there's a step step it out process <laughs> right yeah because I like I knew that was a problem mm-hmm. the um even no matter what the situation was like in a lot of things still haven't changed with the difficulties of homeschooling mm-hmm. but but knowing that there is like there is here's a problem mm-hmm. <laughs> and this isn't I'm not I don't look like I know Jesus yeah I don't feel like I know Jesus um so I needed to work through that and um figure out what was going on yeah <laughs> yeah the root of the problem so walk us through some of these steps for you let's go to the word what what, what's some of the scripture you're looking at psalm 51 talks about it says restore to me the joy of your salvation and give me a willing spirit and i had i had been praying for god to give me joy (laughs) and things but i not that god that jesus the holy spirit doesn't intercede for us Mm -hmm. and and pray for us, you know, when our words aren't quite right. But I think it, my mindset was not, I was hoping for the wrong things instead of what scripture actually says Mm. to restore to me the joy of your salvation and not the, not the joy of circumstances changed. Okay. Um, And also I have it written down first Peter one, six through nine, rejoicing in what's imperishable things that you know, the long game uh, and not being beat down by the current troubles and worries because we know the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings rejoicing. You also added a little bit to that. You said in salvation, though we are tested. Do you just want to read read that scripture? Sure. First Peter 1, 6 through 9. 
You rejoice in this, even though now, for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which, though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though, you, though not seeing him now, you believe in him, and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy, because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You had mentioned in your notes, you were talking about a willing spirit. So when you think, what is the difference to you between a willing and a willful spirit? Um, I, I guess willing, a willing spirit is um, being your hands open to whatever God gives you. Willful sounds like it's determined. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Which is not a bad thing to be ter- to be determined mm-hmm. and willing. Yeah. Um, in those things that that God sets before you. Yeah. I uh, willful was a word uh, that we had to look up yesterday for something that Ivory was doing, and it was unreasonably stubborn. Mm-hmm. And so we definitely had that conversation. There's some things that you should stand your ground in, but when it comes to like unreasonableness. So willfulness that actually we need to uh, start praying about. <laughs> it's very tempting for me, for women to, to be willful. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, so this is a step. Another beautiful thing that you wrote down is you heard a call to faithfulness. And so I was just going to ask you, who is calling you and, and what have you been hearing? Yeah. Um, I guess this started, I'm trying to remember how many years ago I was Naomi was definitely born Mm -hmm. God spoke to me just to to, just to be faithful and I think that was like really when things started to get really hard with uh with homeschooling and we had a newborn in the house uh we were in a new area we had just Mm -hmm. we had moved from Oregon Hill to to the Churchill area. There's a lot going on. And even despite all the things that were hard, I think God was just like, just just be obedient. Mm-hmm. Just be faithful in whatever I've called. Um, like you don't have to conquer the world. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to control all the things. Mm-hmm. Just be faithful and in what I've called you to do. And that's all he's asking. That is kind of hard if you are someone who wants to have a assurance mm-hmm. <laughs> of the end. I don't know if that's you or not. So you garden, you bake, you play instruments, you use your voice. Those things are like, I feel like tactile, responsive things that you can like put your hand to. Do any Have any of those things taught you anything about being responsive to God? I think a lot of those things have, like I know songwriting is like a, is a response like so god is good to us mm. and then anything anything that <laughs> so we nothing that comes from us is, is like we're we're imperfect but our response to him like anything good that comes from us is because of a response to the goodness of god mm-hmm. and i feel like <clears throat> like through songwriting it's just a response back to god for showing me his goodness and or you know through through planting it just it reminds me of of God and how he digs in and uproots things lets things lie dormant for a while you know mm-hmm. through cold hard seasons when you may feel like God's not there 
um, but it's never true. He's always there. And uh, I mean, then you experience like almost like a rebirth kind of um, out of those seasons. So I think all those things are always reminding me of the goodness of God. And I enjoy doing them because I need that remind <laughs> that reminder all of the time. Mm-hmm. What is something, okay, so when you are talking about joy and faithfulness and your response to God is something you're planning, and then you talked about res- restoration of joy, and I was just wanted to ask you as a final question in this section, is that something that you've experienced and lost or just something maybe that is waned or just something you desire so strongly for something maybe that more than you've ever known before? I definitely experienced a loss of joy through some really difficult seasons. I was I was angry at God. I was praying for help and it felt like he wasn't there. I knew it wasn't true. But it's hard to fight through those struggles. But I'm so thankful for my husband who would continually just shower me with, you know, the the truths of God. Mm-hmm. And um, it took practice of coming to the Father and, and loving his word and just dwelling and meditating on the things that he says is true. And I don't know when it happened, mm-hmm. but it was like I looked back and I was like, where has all that sorrow gone. God just, you know, God freed me from a lot of, um, a lot of things. And it's, it really has been like within the past year, I would say that I didn't really have, I didn't have a disbelief in God, but I was pleading for joy to be restored. Mm -hmm. And, um, I can't pinpoint when that happened, but (laughs) it was a transition of fully just, or not, I mean, it's, not fully because we're not completely restored, sure. but just um, real, just really trusting that God really has us in his hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is in control. So what is something that you are sowing that's going down to the dirt and you don't know what's coming up? I've been focusing on writing songs about mainly just, just scripture and that being uh, just penetrating our family. That's been uh, something that I've been working on Um and it, it didn't turn. It didn't start off necessarily. It started off. Uh, I just us trying to memorize scripture. Okay. <laughs> and all, all of you, uh, the whole mainly me and the kids. Okay. Um, I have a hard time memorizing scripture with. I like. I grew up with the King James version, and so oh, like, okay. You know, married, got married, and then you know, Sean uses a different version, and mm-hmm. we tried to memorize scripture, and it was something I had already memorized in the King James, and yeah. I was like, now my brain's broken. I don't know. <laughs> So what is there one verse that you're like you can't get the thou out of um, it? <laughs> uh, anything that I quote from memory <laughs> will have King James. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, well, well, maybe I can just put some of it to um, to scripture, and then, um, but then I wrote other songs. I, my goal was not necessarily to for that to be part of our necessarily our family's mm-hmm. life, and then the way that it is now until I I wrote a song and then last year one of the pastors w- were preaching was preaching and his points was everything that was in oh the song goodness. that I had written and Eli looked at me and goes mom that's the song you wrote wow and um I just oh, <laughs> I started just laughing because 
yeah, that was, Beautiful. you know, God showing me like, this is here. This is who you're writing for. Mm-hmm. This is them hearing you, you know, parse out these scriptures and, kids, and yeah. writing about it. They're the ones listening mm-hmm. and, and it's a good thing. And yeah, that, and then it just became like, that's, it just gave me clarity on that. Um, yeah. What a treasure of a story. And I feel like that's, that had to have been just a special gift just for you from God. <laughs> it, it was. And it was, it was even from one of my children who has a hard time in learning. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he, that that was, he was listening to that. Mm-hmm. Times where I didn't think he was listening. It opened my eyes to a lot of things. Do you mind sharing what the first, well, I guess if you don't remember, it's okay, but what the first song was or just what the moment was where like, okay, we're going to do this. Because sometimes just starting something, like you said, you didn't know where it was going to take you. Right. But you did start at some day in the past. Yeah. What was that moment? So growing up, like I liked being up, I would, when I wrote songs, I would sing and play the piano at the same time. But then when Sean and I got married, I didn't have a piano. And so I didn't write songs after that for a while. I had bought Sean a guitar, which I only knew how to play like three chords. <laughs> how many do you know now? Not too much more. <laughs> it's like maybe six <laughs> or I mean, maybe five. I don't know. And I had my aunt and uncle had passed away and uh, I just work through things that are really hard by playing music mm-hmm. and then some out then words will just come and um so I was like well I just picked up Sean's guitar and I started playing the chords that I knew and good true and kind was the oh, the yeah. first one that I wrote after that and I remember it took me gave, it took a lot of courage for me to share that with Sean. And we were also reading a book about creating and songwriting. And I felt really convicted not sharing that with even just just my husband, Mm -hmm. you know, like I was trying to, you know, blast it on social media, just Mm -hmm. trying to share it with my husband. I like cried the whole way through singing it, just knowing that like we had went through a dark place, but God says he is good and he is true and he is kind. And I'm going to sing about that. (laughs) And, um, the way it sounds on the album is a lot different and I'm thankful that it took it took it from like a sorrowful place to like a more joyful place mm-hmm. because God brought me through a lot through that and so singing it now is very different than when I was singing it before I, before I was singing it to just remind myself of the goodness of God. All right, so what are these uh pocket verses? Pocket verses. So Sean's grandmother, Nan, she when she would read her scripture every day. Mm-hmm. And multiple times through the day, it just depend on, depended on how her day was. She would write down a scripture that really stood out to her, that she felt God was giving her to give to somebody else. And so she would write it on a little index card and uh, she would pray for who God wanted her to give that to. Mm-hmm. And if, it, if she didn't feel led to give to somebody, then she said, well, it was meant for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she would put the index card in her pocket. And that was yeah. called um, pocket verses, her pocket verses. Did you and, ever get one? Um, I did not. <laughs> I probably could have used some of them. But, <laughs> but I did not. But that was, it was just something really beautiful mm-hmm. that um, she was very intentional about um, sharing the good news. So how others. is how is that weaving into your life? So Sean and I, we had a lot of ideas for like the next album that we wanted to make or EP. And we were like, let's let's do pocket verses. 
something that is instills the goodness of God in our kids, something that, you know, we got to witness his grandmother doing. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what we're working towards now is just put, putting together songs. Maybe not, I don't know who we're going to share them with, but it definitely yeah. will be for our kids. Yeah. Hopefully that will impact them in a way that Nan's faithfulness impacted me yeah. so much. Well, if it's something good, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just, right. you take the baton and then you, you pass it on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So is this something that your kids now expect from y'all? Like, write me a song, mom, or? <laughs> I don't think so. They, um, they, it's funny, like they know when I'm working on a song, but mm-hmm. whether they know it's for them or not, I don't, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But the fact that they are hearing the good news about who Jesus is, it's theirs whether they know it or not. Yeah, yeah. So can you see God's timing in this? Because you're doing this now and it's not something that you thought of to do in the past. So it's, God's timing is just so perfect. Like how do you think of pocket verses at this point in your life? I've been thinking about a lot about, well, it just so happened that we were reading Disciplines of a Godly Woman. Who wrote but, that? I'm sorry. I, I don't know it. I'll have to get back to you. <laughs> I realized as the words were coming I out of my mouth. I can look it up on my phone. <laughs> I shouldn't ask you. <laughs> I'm really all, just don't ask me about authors or band names or anything. Okay. Um, anyway. Is it an old book? How about it is that? an older book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I've, I've been thinking about this for a while, just the disciplines that I saw in Sean's grandmother mm. that she was in her 90s. She was like, she was 90 at that point, like later on in life and was always in the scripture, was always, always had a pocket verse to ready to give to someone. And I know she wasn't like that in, you know, when she was 50 or when Mm -hmm. she was 30, but there was uh, a direction that she was headed Mm -hmm. that got her to that place with Jesus. All the disciplines that I saw in her just I craved that, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not always the most disciplined person, <laughs> yeah. but I think this is something worth being disciplined about, and I just, I want to teach my kids early on, even though they may not always grasp, they don't have the handles always to understand it fully, mm-hmm. but giving them the tools, learn the disciplines of, you know, growing in godliness yeah. um, is, is what we really want to teach them. Well, I'm thinking of these verses your grandma probably didn't pen whole chapters down. They were, she did not. They were probably short. They were short verses, yeah. yeah. And so your songs might even potentially be, I don't know, I'm thinking of this other album I have where songs are like maybe 30 seconds or a minute long, and it's something. I'm also thinking about your neighbor when you were a child singing mm-hmm. in the backyard and what a blessing song was to that man and what a blessing song has been to you in your life. And sometimes you don't need to recall you know, a five-minute song, you just need simple right. <laughs> truth to sing in a short way. Who knows? You might just sing to someone on the street, Misty. <laughs> <laughs> if you know the song, it might just, you know, be the only thing you could think of and be appropriate just for the time that it's needed or whatever. Who knows? I'm excited for this project. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen, right? I don't. Yeah, um, you don't know. It's completely in. God's hands. Yeah. Okay. So what are you watering? You can think of words like something you're actively tending, something you're constantly praying about, stewardship in your life. Yeah, I guess it goes kind of with what we were just talking about, just actively. Uh, We really the past last year started really trying to be disciplined in God's word. (laughs) I really got fed up with not finishing the Bible. (laughs) 
like yeah. starting a reading plan and then getting discouraged because I was like behind and mm. and all this. So then I'd start somewhere else. I would, you know. And so last January, I had never seen a reading plan like this where you read scripture in 30 days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I have wasted so much time not being disciplined in this. I'm going to go for it and see yeah. what happens. And it just so happens that we all had COVID. So we were like, we were all stuck in the house. <laughs> and so I had all the time in the world. Yeah. Um, God gave me all the time I needed mm. to to do that. And so that has been something we've been, Sean and I really have been really watering and mm. trying to, especially as a husband and wife, just, just lo- learning to love God's word, mm. watering that. <laughs> so did you finish? I did. Woo! I finished and he even printed off me, printed me off a certificate. <laughs> <laughs> did you hold it, please? Did you take a picture? I did. <laughs> That's really sweet. That's sweet. I was just, uh, I was like, you know, I'm 37 and it's about time I get through this. (laughs) That's joy right there. Yeah. For sure. That's so cool. All right. So what about uh, your home? So in our home, I've been going through a book called Wise Up with the kids. And I didn't see this. um, I didn't know I was, this was being watered in our house or with my kids in particular, but Mm. working on prayer and just praying to God out loud. Okay. Um, I've seen my kids grow through this. Like it's, it, it tells you kind of what to pray about. Like it gives you like a portion of the Psalms or scriptures that kind of relate to what they're talking about in the Psalms. Okay. And, and then it tells you like, you know, pray in this way. You know, pray for God to help you in this, in this way today. Or uh, what are some things that you can ask God to forgive you about, you know, or mm-hmm. repent about. And just seeing my kids grow and how to pray to mm-hmm. in heaven has like blown my mind. I didn't know that was a thing that I was or that God was growing in us mm-hmm. until I saw it. <laughs> and just from beginning to like now, and it has just grown our, our prayer life, just our, our daily prayer and hearing our kids being able to pray mm-hmm. out loud and ask for specific things and ask for forgiveness or repentance in an area. Yeah. Yeah. Did you grab that book at random or? Esther Doug Ponder told us about it. It was a couple of years ago. We tr- I tried to read it to my kids the year before, but they were just not at a, it was not, it was not working okay. well. I mean, not that the book wasn't, the book was just as good as it is now, but the kids were just in a different stage. And I think their hearts were really ready for it this year. And um, what made you try again? I felt like. <laughs> We have been talking a lot, a lot about wisdom to our kids, just that they're getting at that age where we have like a 12 year old and two 11 year olds and they think that they are wise. Yeah. <laughs> in their own eyes. In so. their own eyes. Yeah. I was like, we really got to, you know, nip this in the bud. Just teaching them them like that we are not wise, like our hearts are deceitful. Mm-hmm. And so it just felt timely that we needed to to go through this. And it's actually it's been a really good time of just fellowship with our kids in the, in the morning. It's yeah. been really good. Is Naomi around? She is. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes she's swirling around in her chair and not <laughs> listening, but she she's <laughs> she is um, starting to understand it more and more, which has been good. So what do you think of when you think of a heavenly home? You jotted that down. Yes. I talk to our kids a lot about, there's a lot of things that we do, like if we are not repentant, that make our home life a lot like 
what it would feel like being absent from the father. And so we talk, I talk a lot to my kids about being ready to forgive. You know, those things feel like heaven, like, you know, like the, what, like the place that we are actually made for is to mm. be with the father mm-hmm. and having a spirit of generosity and love, like the fruits of the spirit, sure. reflecting that, reflecting back the goodness of God that we have received is, uh, is what I think of a heavenly home is like. So you weren't talking about your physical home. You were thinking of like intangible well, things? Well, even um, our phys- our, like, I guess intangible too. But, but also, yet it's so but, tangible. But tangible, yeah. yeah. Just in general, how, how we love each other. And I mean, and that could be in tangible ways or intangible ways. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many ways we can reflect the goodness of God. What about training and pruning? <laughs> so part of uh, the discipline has been setting aside time to really dig into things that I had to kind of put aside for a while so that I could teach my kids about even like the, you know, creation or, or revelation. Like there, I, there were years and I, I didn't read the book of revelation after uh, the church I grew up in because it was like, they read it very literal. So therefore it was very terrifying. <laughs> and so part of the training has been doing classes on just, just the book of Genesis and can you, what do you mean by that? Uh, so I've been using Tim Mackey. Um, yeah. The Bible, Bible Project. Project. Are he you has, going through his classes? Yes. He they're has free. like free classes. Yes. So they're so cool. They're amazing. First, the, the first class that I saw was like Genesis 2 through 5. Mm-hmm. And so I started that and he was like, well, if you haven't done the one on Genesis 1, you might want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, well, let me print off my new stuff. And then, and so I just want to, part of the training now is being prepared to answer those questions Mm -hmm. for my kids in the way that scripture wants me to answer them, Mm -hmm. not how my observations of the world (laughs) impact or me putting on what I think about creation into the word, Mm -hmm. but what actually the word is saying, you know, to me, I mean, to us. And so part, yeah, that's, that's what I've been. So you've literally, you're putting yourself through school. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I feel like is already happening because anything that I'm teach or there are things that I'm teaching my yeah. kids that I have to relearn anyway. So totally, yeah. Okay, so what about when are you gonna venture into Revelation? <laughs> After I finish Genesis, <laughs> if he has one on Revelation, I don't even know. Yeah, but I do know like our pastors did a great job. They did going through that, and so hundred percent. I will let them listen to our pastors about Revelation. <laughs> yeah. So I was really thinking about something that you talked about in the beginning of this podcast, which was the call that you heard from God to faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about how sometimes we think of training or I think of training and pruning as something like there's hands involved and there's shaping and there's tying things down. But sometimes training can just be a call, almost like, um, like the response, like I don't want to say like a dog, but honestly, like a dog, like sometimes training isn't the tangible hands on. It's like, do you hear my voice? Do you listen to me? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about that with you and how um, you going to God's word and listening to his voice, you're being trained by that. Mm -hmm. And it's not maybe necessarily circumstances in your life, but you're having a you're having a different kind of classroom setting and you're finding it in his word. And so do you. Do you recognize, do you think you're being trained to know his voice? 
Yes, I think there are so many times where just especially from the freshness of what I've of, of reading the scriptures that I'm going through something and I get a call back from what I've been reading mm-hmm. and it just brings clarity to to me, like just things that I just, um, yeah, hadn't, hadn't thought about before. Did you see certain themes or anything that maybe hit you in a, a new way? Are there revelations? <laughs> um, going through the Old Testament, really just seeing how the Israelites were stubborn and I'm the exact same and just reading it and just seeing how stubborn that I am and how quickly I can just fall into defeat. Wait, how did you tie those two together? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. Oh, the training of the scriptures, I guess. No, I mean the, um, the stubborn and then you said I'm defeated. The Israelites being stubborn and then they fall like they fall into disobedience Mm -hmm. and they get they get physically defeated you know yes throughout time at different times captured you know they're in captivity or they fall into sin worshiping a golden calf that they made you know Mm -hmm. and uh, and things like that and i can one moment be like you know yes god is so good and then the next moment sinning by not (laughs) recognizing his goodness and mm-hmm. doubting him yeah, and just saying like that is God came to save us, mm-hmm. you know, just like he came to save the Israelite, the Israelites, you know, we are the exact same, mm-hmm. you know, we, we come to him and then we can so easily be swayed. And so just, just being reminded of that, like, oh no, God, please bring me back yeah. <laughs> you know, to the place with you. I guess the Old Testament was a good reminder of that in ways that I had not expected. Yeah. Although the, the New Testament, like, if I read it out loud, it'll bring me to tears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my kids are always like, Mom, why are you crying <laughs> when you read this? But yeah, it, well, you're here also, if we're talking about the voice of God, he's not just the one calling you to obedience. He's also the voice of your love. So the more that you hear that voice and his goodness, it's like a tie that binds you yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you probably crave it more and more. Yeah. Um, so you said you're being trained by letting your life be a response to God's goodness. What? Why is that something that is hard for you? I think I don't take time to see God's goodness enough. Even just listening to your po- to the podcast with all the different ladies talking about their their story of how they've come to know Christ. <laughs> And, you know, what God has brought them through. I don't know how I, like, I think it just, I, it's easy for me to go day to day and just making the next step, doing the next thing mm-hmm. and, and forgetting about what God has done for me. And so therefore, like my response to him is less because yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten my story. I've forgotten my testimony mm-hmm. of what God has done in my life and how powerful that is. Like just uh, even just working through answering these questions, like just having to sit and think about all that God has done in my life and brought me through. I think that's training because <laughs> that's that's a it's it's very easy for me to just be forward focused and not remem- always remembering all that God has done in my life. How about does this statement mean anything to you? My life for yours. Have you heard that before? I have heard that before. I feel like that's something that you practice a lot. Do you practice that naturally or do you have to think about that? 
because when I look at your life, you're very, from my perspective, sacrificial. Like I mentioned before, is that a training thing for you or? I think it's it's both. I, I think I've, my, my mom was always very sacrificial. Mm-hmm. And so that was an ordinary thing to, to give up. She gave up a lot of things, I guess, that she could have, have done I don't know (laughs) to to take care of people and to love on people there's definitely times where I have to think about it even with my kids to be sacrificial in a way with them even when I don't feel like it (laughs) I feel like sometimes it's easier to be sacrificial for like really hard things that happen and be like I'm there for you you know we're here Mm -hmm. it's like a no-brainer but then just the the ordinary daily sacrifices can be fatiguing And then you have to remind yourself what you're doing that for, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. So I think it's kind of, there's still training in that. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to be working in your garden, of course, there's weeding. So it's time for that. (laughs) What do you got? I feel like there are seasons where this has been a lot more. And it's, it's always there at times. But weeding out depression over things or anxiety about either circumstances, feeling like I'm not in control over situations, just learning to just really lean into him uh, and trusting in him during during all the time, even when things are good. Because <laughs> it's even like maybe the times of depression are so strong because when things were easier, I wasn't leaning into God's graces then. And so when, you know, whatever the reason may be, when it comes to those times of, of of struggling with that, maybe I didn't have that there when it was when I didn't feel like I needed him that much, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the fact is that we always need him, but I think that's always it's been a thing that God has been weeding out of out of me, like just yeah. the not as uh, I feel like God has helped me a lot through through so many things, and yeah. so when I start feeling that trajectory of <laughs> going that path, you know, it's like. God's like, remember, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's the whole thing of like looking back, like I've saved you, you know, yeah, and he's just helped me so much through that. But it's definitely something that he's obviously still working on. How has he used friends in that process? I will say there's been so many times where God's used friends in that. I can think of early on, Sean and I's marriage was really struggling. It's like right around when the twins were born. And I had a friend call me and ask me why I was struggling to worship at church. She was just real bold. (laughs) Were you on the stage at that point? No, I was just I was just in the congregation. (laughs) Okay. And um, but I was having a difficult time. Not that I didn't want to to worship. I just I just couldn't. It was hard keeping those things to myself and also worshiping at the same time. Mm -hmm. Of I just. I didn't know how to do both. Yeah. And um, it just, it broke me <laughs> that yeah. that a friend would saw that. Yeah. And it was, and I couldn't tell her, we are, we'd already been through counseling, so I didn't need to tell her what was going on, um, but just some very general things. And, but she just gave me some really good godly wisdom, even though she didn't have any of the details. And that really turned a corner for me, just, uh, and how to work through that situation. With Sounds like the Holy Spirit. And I would love to hear her story of what made her pick up the phone, you know? Yeah. 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 She, yeah, she called me and just got straight to the point. Yeah. And she was, she was like friendly about it. And 
But um, that was that was like one of the first things that I I had never experienced that before. And I think, you know, there's been times where Jess Ponder has reached out to me or even uh, Chantel <laughs> yelling from the stage, yeah. you know, what will your children remember? Like those things like cut through so much of the darkness where I was able to see the hope that yeah. Jesus provides. I appreciate so very much that you have used the word yell and Chantal together. <laughs> Chantal, I love you so much. I just love that you availed yourself to God to use you. To I've yell. never heard her yell since. Yeah. But that one time. <laughs> Let that truth echo. That's right. Um, okay. So you talked about feeling in control versus not feeling in control is this something that's just changed in your mind is there like a physical experience that's changed with you like how is this um so i guess it's something that's changed in my mind because sean lost his job in at thanksgiving last year and i mean there's been multiple things where i've that were not you know have felt very out of control and i think finances hit hard you know when you don't know you have kids that you're taking care of. Although we told them, like, listen, we have an amazing church, and I know they're not going to let us go. No way. <laughs> like, they, I mean, they're, we know that we have amazing friends yeah. and ama- amazing community, and we have a wonderful family. Like, it's all going to be okay. God has really has us in his hands, and we're in a good place. But, like, the closer it got to, like, the deadline of him not getting a pay- another paycheck, it was really scary. And, um... Uh, like I couldn't get a job for him, you know. I couldn't. I couldn't do anything but but pray for him. And and of course, God provided and got him a job that meets all of our needs, like right to the bill. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's still a lot of trusting in God. Like, how are we going to do certain things, you know? Or just having to explain to our kids, like we may not go on vacation for a couple of years. I, I don't know, but God is still good, mm-hmm. no matter what our situation is. Yeah. And that's really been a huge mindset change that has had to. You just said take that word place. "good" again about God's goodness. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, he is. Like I think I. Our, he wants you to know it. He, yes, he does. And um, and I think about it often. Uh, I think it's because there's times where I definitely didn't feel like God was good. And I, I didn't doubt that he existed, <laughs> but I did doubt that he was good. And he has just proven otherwise so much so that now when things are hard, I'm like, I know the situation might not be good, but God is most definitely good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there, I think... God is kind in that way. He doesn't he doesn't necessarily have to prove himself to us, <laughs> but out of his kindness he does. And so I guess like there have actually been tangible things that have has shifted my heart towards towards knowing that I am his and the worry can be lifted. Let's move into your harvest, Misty. I'm excited to to rejoice in these things with you. What are some beautiful ways that God has revealed himself to you? I feel like a lot of the my answers are, are overlapping. <laughs> Some of the harvest is hearing my kids pray. Yeah. Harvest I didn't expect. It wasn't something that I necessarily thought I was planting yeah. or that God was doing. I like I knew that we were doing. We were we were praying every morning, but it I just that was a harvest, a beautiful harvest I didn't expect. Yeah. That was that's been huge. Also experiencing rest in um 
the work of God for our school days. I have had anxiety, so much anxiety about um, school Mm -hmm. with our kids ever since like we realized that one of our kids in particular was really struggling and it like it just it touched all areas in in their life and made things really difficult. I would have like panic attacks before the next school year would start just thinking about going into the school year and what that would look like. And God has, this school year has really just given me (laughs) peace about it. Not having to, I don't have to look at other standards of what other kids are doing at this age or compare my kids to each other or anybody else's or what our school day looks versus another person's school days, school day, but being faithful in teaching my kids and meeting them where they're at, which is what God does with us. And I have experienced rest in that, just trying my best to treat my kids the way that God treats us and meeting us where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we don't even realize, I'm trying to think of how to say this. So I was at your home recently. Was it even last week? Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. (laughs) Yeah, but we came away and I was just blown away by the blessing of your children. Like I really enjoyed talking to each one even it was different lengths of each one and I would just had delight honestly if I were to reflect on the good word like and your daughter is such a deep blessing to my girls I did share that with you in ways that I don't think my heart could even put into words um so yeah just keep stepping um so misty has anyone we were talking about prayer and song and all of these things and i was just wondering if you've ever had anybody praying pray over you before in your life i have had someone and it was it was someone i didn't know okay (laughs) i had just returned it was my first day back at work after i'd had um a miscarriage i had taken some time off because it was it was uh we had miscarried at like 15 weeks. And so there was just, this I needed. Was before Naomi. Yeah. And so yeah. I just, I needed some time just to heal physically and, and emotionally and, and all that. And my first day back was on a Sunday and which I was not crazy about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't like working on Sundays, but it was required that you do at least one Sunday a month. And I was standing outside of my patient's door kind of doing like some pre-documenting, just looking up their medications for the day. And I could hear them. They were listening to a sermon on, and I can't remember who, which pastor they were listening to on the television. And they were just singing and just joyful. <laughs> and it was like, it was just so beautiful <laughs> to me. Like I knew that they would never know that I needed that that morning. Um, and I went in there and the daughter asked if she could pray over me and she prayed for me and God gave me so much peace that morning. But yeah. (laughs) Do you even know her name? I don't. (laughs) I don't know her name. I didn't see her the next, like the, I never saw them again, but I just remember just how tangible I felt so loved by God. And yeah, it made the difference, (laughs) a huge difference in in that day. (laughs) Speaking of prayer, What's your harvest with prayer? Um, my harvest with prayer is, so I've, I've always, I've, I have never liked praying out loud with people. I, I guess get stage fright, I guess. And then the just words, I've had difficulty just having the words <laughs> yeah. come and praying with my kids 
every morning has brought about just a, a time of being with the father in the morning. And uh, even just going through that book has like taught me how to pray um, in certain ways. And that I've always struggled with even just feeling anxiety about praying with my husband. I would much rather pray quietly. Yeah. You know, if the pastor gave an option to either pray quietly or pray out loud, <laughs> I definitely chose to pray quietly <laughs> at your seat. Um, but God has freed me of fear and even just praying with my husband and through guiding my kids <laughs> through this book, um, which is ex- actually Wise Up by Marty Machowski. Okay. Can't spell that. Really good. <laughs> God has really um, has helped me in that ways that I wasn't even expecting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I originally started doing this morning devotional because my kids <laughs> needed yeah. to learn about wisdom mm-hmm. and, um, and it ended up impacting me too so yeah i think god knows that about us we are more like our how do i say this our kids are our kin than we think i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of times what's good for for them is good for us absolutely will be good for who comes after them too this is so wonderful misty thank you for coming and sharing all of this with us and if you don't mind moving us on to the next portion and what did you bring to share with us? This pocket verse song is based on John 3:16 and 1 John 4:19. The past few months I've been thinking a lot about how any reflection I have of the goodness of God is just a response to the goodness that he has bestowed on me. I have nothing to offer outside of what God has given me through his son and his love and his sacrifice. verses are dedicated to Sean's grandmother Nan who uh, who loved the Lord and shared his good news up until the day she died and so we want to give these songs to our sons and our daughters Cademan, Eli, Temperance, and Naomi 
and we pray that you know the goodness of God. We love you guys. Thank you for listening to The Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in the local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, so let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.